0: Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. at McDonald's for a limited time. Meantime on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, a friend of the show. Um, high school phenom from what I've... Uh, heard in the past, too, and uh, making some really, really good deals, and uh, if you read what Magic Johnson had to say, was the guy behind the uh, Pascal Siakam deal, is that the first time, Chad Buchanan, by the way, is on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pile Line, the first time you've received props in your life from Magic Johnson?
1: (laughs) I think it is. I think he must have probably just Googled who's the GM of the Indiana Pacers that night and (laughs) found my name and put it out there, so... I can't say I have a previous relationship, but I'm, I'm flattered that he knows, knows who I am.
0: Well, I, I should have dressed it up a little better than I did. I was going to do something to try to make light of Kevin Pritchard as if he had zero to do with it whatsoever. You know what I mean? I just said, yeah. He he had kind of a lot to do with it. Like, like, yeah, you know, great job, Chad. Um, Good thing you stepped in there for Kevin to make sure this thing uh, uh, got etched in stone and solidified. I was going to start, and then I thought, yeah, maybe I shouldn't. So I'll stay right here. uh, What what do you feel about the fit so far? And and I know this comes, Chad, without – Having seen everybody significantly and healthy playing together, but what do you like about the fit of Siakam here from from this point?
1: Yeah, so we've been you know big fans of Pascal for quite some time now. You know, for me, even dating back to his college days, and always felt like he was a guy who played basketball the right way. He played hard on both ends of the floor. He really developed in Toronto. They did a fabulous job developing him into an all-around player with his skills, his scoring, his passing. And as we watched him you know, over the last few years, and you know, once we acquired Ty and we saw how we were going to play with him and with Coach Carla, how we like to play, he just felt like a natural fit with our system. And so far it's been everything we hoped for. And you know, we've only had Ty for one of those games, but I don't think – you know we win all these games that we won recently this week without Pascal's you know comfort level as he gets acclimated to our team and how we play and i really excited to see the whole pieces together out there um, and see how it looks because we're very optimistic about the fit.
0: He is Pacer General Manager Chad Buchanan on the Andy Automotive Group line. I call either the road win at Sacramento a couple of weeks ago almost now or going back to that, that game that got you guys into the semifinals of the play-in tournament against Boston on that Monday night at Gamers Fieldhouse as your two signature wins but was was what we have seen from Thursday through Sunday was that a signature weekend it seems like that that is something that you look back on and you go yeah if we do something really strong in the remainder of this season you know that was kind of the turning point that's what it felt like last weekend did it to you as well
1: I agree, John. Those three games, all of them were distinctly different, you know, in in the mashup and just the situation. And uh, that game Friday night, our guys showed just a lot of toughness. They dug down deep when it was easy to be, hey, it's the second night of a back-to-back, they've got you down. There's a lot more talent, you know, probably on the other side than there is on our side that night. And that our guys showed an immense amount of grit and fight. And the fans were outstanding, got behind the guys, really in- injected a little energy into them down the stretch. And our coaches did just a spectacular job getting us ready for all three of those matchups because each one was different. You know, yesterday was a grinded out in the mud, ugly rock fight. And that's how Memphis always plays, whether they got all their guys or – or you know the group they played with yesterday. So it's it's encouraging to see us win a different type of game you know, each time. You know you got to got to shut down you know potential MVP of the league on Thursday. You got to play against. You know, three potential Hall of Famers on a backs-back back on Friday, then you got to go out and play against a team that probably a lot of fans showed up yesterday. didn't know who any of those guys were on the other team. Um, but we find a way each night, so it was a really, really encouraging weekend.
0: I was encouraged by Miles' play, and we'll start defensively here. Normally, when you have a guy go over 30, it's not like anybody's handing out you know, defensive accolades, but I thought it was a fantastic performance from, from two standpoints. One is it felt like that was the first time in forever where, where Miles felt – like he was just going to play tough physical D and not feel like that he has to, you know, stop everything, right? Or or stop and be because nobody's gonna stop Joel Embiid. And they didn't, but they made it manageable. And the other thing was, I don't know if this was a, a concentrated effort by your guys, but it felt like they tried to make the entry pass from to Embiid, um, as difficult as possible. Were those two things you guys looked at in that matchup on Thursday defensively that ultimately helped you out?
1: Yes, our coaches, you know, devised a, a really effective game plan. I felt versus Embiid on Thursday, and Miles, you know, had to go out and execute as did the other guys. But t- players like that, as you know, you're going to give up 25, 30 points regularly to those guys. You just got to make it difficult for them. They got to be difficult points for them to get. And you can't let, you know, a guy having an 8-0 run on his own really bother you, impact your effort or your belief that you can eventually try to wear the guy down. And now, granted, they weren't completely healthy, you know, on Thursday. They were missing, you know, a couple guys. But, you know, I think Miles was really active from the very beginning of that game. I don't know if you remember the first couple of possessions. He was really, you could tell, he was trying to take on the challenge that night because Embiid's, obviously, he's a beast. I mean, he's he's, he's a lot of work to try to defend, and it takes everybody Um, But Miles did a really good job of being active and just trying to make things hard for him. And he still got his points, but I felt like he he really had to work for all those points and credit to Miles because he's he's a very, very difficult cover.
0: He's uh, Chad Buchanan, the general manager of the Pacers on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Tyrese Halliburton had the quote after practice today. The plan is to play tomorrow for me. Is that your plan as well? Do you expect him to be participating in Boston tomorrow night?
1: He went through practice today, and things went pretty well. I think we'll see how he feels tomorrow, optimistic that if everything you know, goes well and he wakes up, feels okay, and the medical staff, everybody is aligned, that you know, we'll have him you know give it, a, give it a go tomorrow. So, um, But a lot can happen in 24 hours. Never, never know until you, know, you wake up and see how you feel after a workout. Uh, but he's, he's been turning in a, in a good direction for us. He's not
0: going to go home and work a jackhammer or anything. What do you expect him to be doing here between now and tomorrow? Come on. You
1: never know what the human body does overnight. <laughs> but,
0: uh... Well, here's here's one of the main reasons why I asked, because I've been quite jealous recently, because the head coach, Rick Carlisle, goes on every Tuesday with Kevin and Andy in the morning and breaks news. And then Miles broke some news to Jake in the afternoon today. And I'm just waiting for a little bit of the share of the breaking news here, because what's going to happen is you're going to say, well, as long as everything goes OK, Halliburton is going to play and then Rick's going to go on in the morning and say, yep, he's going to play so you got to help me out here what do you got you got
1: any uh any good breaking info for me i think our our plane was like 15 minutes delayed for boston is that breaking news for you <laughs> why is it no <laughs> only only if that's all i got
0: only if it's because they're waiting on you to finish up with this interview with me <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's not the case i'm not that important john, <laughs> john
0: that does not That'd help would they would they leave you behind if you weren't on the plane
1: Heck, yeah, they would. Heck, yeah. They they don't wait for
0: anybody on that plane. Uh, Chad Buchanan joins us. Uh, What's the uh, deal with uh, TJ? I don't want to. I mean, it was a personal situation. What's the expectation for TJ tomorrow?
1: Yeah, I think TJ will be back with us uh, tomorrow. He just had something uh, to deal with family-wise, and all is good there, and uh, he'll be back with us playing tomorrow.
0: All right, so we're approaching, what, uh, two weeks away, something like that, the NBA trade deadline. Are, are you guys on the phone? Are the phones ringing? How are you approaching this thing?
1: Well, we've had a pretty active month before that we got to, uh, you know, the trade with, with Pascal. And, you know, this, this time of year, when you, when you make a major change like that, you don't want to get too anxious to do a bunch of stuff. You know, that was a pretty big jolt to our team, adding Pascal. And uh, we're excited about, his addition obviously, and we're kind of excited about some of the young guys where they're growing with their development and we're not in a big rush to try to totally revamp the roster because we, we've seen some good things from this group and you know if we get calls on deals that are you know make sense for us and help the team be better, you know, we're obviously going to listen, but we're not being super active at this point, John, on, on doing anything else because this is this was a pretty big change as this. I I
0: maintain this, and I said I'd be cool. Well, actually, two reasons. I'll give you the second reason in the second, but I, I just don't think. To me, at least I feel like I haven't seen enough of all these guys playing together. It's like we're enticed and there's been an appetizer, but you have yet to see consistently at all the main course. Is that how you feel and is there going to be enough time to see these guys all together to make any sort of judgment prior to the trade deadline?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're going to have enough window probably to really know your team now that you've added Pascal. It, you know, some teams take, you know, you look at the Timberwolves, it took them really a year to get adjusted to the major move they made, and they're, they're thriving right now. So it, it, Tyrese obviously is a, is a guy that makes everybody feel comfortable pretty quickly, so I think we'll know fairly quickly on the fit uh, with everything, and uh, but I, I think we've got to give this team some time to, to play together and, and grow together. And you're never probably going to get all the pieces on the court at the same time in 82 an 82-game 82 NBA season. Guys go down. And um, But I think we'll have enough feel um, once we get Ty back out there and what it looks like. And like I said, we're really optimistic about what that could be.
0: Do you feel any – Any haste whatsoever, considering the expiring contracts you have on this team, does that factor in prior to the trade deadline for you at all?
1: Not really. I think you got to also look at where can this team right now be. You know, obviously as a front office, it's our job to look long term, but you also don't want to kick aside what's right in front of you. If if you like this group has good chemistry and the pieces fit together and. Um, guys are improving. You know, why, why, why make a change to that group just for, you know, a, a small asset that you may get in return that really isn't going to help you in the long run? Um, you know, we do have a couple guys that are in the last year of their contract that um, we, we haven't ruled out for them being here long term. And so to, to move a guy just because they're in their last year and you're not sure if you're going to retain them, you know, when they're helping your team right now, I don't want to diminish the chances of this group. I don't think any of us do of the diminished the chance of this group doing something special the rest of this season.
0: Yeah, noting that my opinion uh, has no weight whatsoever, I I want to stay I kind of interested in seeing what you have. You have a really, to me, well-put-together, enjoyable, fun-loving, joyful type of team that you haven't seen enough yet. So I'd be cool if nothing were done
1: joyful is a great word that that is that is our team to a team. you you watch I've always felt like you can tell how good a team is how connected a team is by watching the bench during a game exactly. and You watch our bench last night was a great example Ben Matherin has a transition dunk and the, the reaction of our bench was just it's just straight joy and coach Carlisle and his staff have instilled just a culture of joy and obviously Ty brings that every day and I mean, you watch Ty during the game, you could not watch the basketball game at all and just watch Ty on the bench, and it just brings a smile to your face because you can tell he just loves being around the game. He loves being around his teammates, loves being around our fans, and it's just, it's, a, it's a great vibe with this group, and we've got to be very careful to, to, to disrupt that because we got some good vibes going, like you say.
0: Hey, Chad, it, you see all the time you, you get guys on the bench, especially if they're not participating, absolutely disengaged. And to a man on your bench, they all stay engaged with what's going on play after play. And that's that's really hard. Chemistry-wise, that would seem to be very difficult to come up with at that level.
1: No doubt, because all those guys want to be on the court playing. You know, they're they're all good enough to play. We have a team that's got, you know, several young guys who aren't getting a lot of opportunity. and But they look out there and they see, you know, the guy in front of them is playing really well. So they understand, like, hey, I've got a... I've got to continue, you know, biding my time. I got to work on my development as as a player. And by the meantime, I'm going to support the guy in front of me and, and the rest of the guys. And I think the culture that's been established, like I said, by our coaches is just, it's, it's fantastic. And we got veterans like James Johnson, you know, who's very rarely sees the court and he has major, major impact on the culture and just the mood of this team. And everybody's kind of bought into their role and they're all being a star in their role right now. And, uh, see, we're going to hit some tough patches here. You know, we've, we we have made it through, you know, we're almost done with January, which was a brutal schedule for us um, before the tide went down. And we've managed to survive and navigate that schedule. And now we've just got to continue to grow. Um, we can't be content with, you know, where we're at. And continue to try to climb as much as we can, both you know, as players and as a team, and up the standings as much as we can at this point.
0: Yes, Pacers general manager Chad Buchanan. Uh, the plane is waiting on him right now. I'm a line to say that it is, but I know it's not. Uh, the plane is waiting on him right now to go to Boston. He's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. You mentioned James Johnson. What what does he do? We see what he does from the sideline during the game. How engaged he is, but some of the things he does when the cameras aren't on and we're not watching behind the scenes for this team.
1: You know, there's lots of conversations that James will have that have nothing to do with basketball. You know, we have a couple of young players on this team who who look up to him because of his experience and just his personality, and he can give guidance on how to navigate different things that they're dealing with off the court. And he obviously provides a lot of experience and, you know, words of wisdom on the court, during the bench, during practice, on the plane ride, um, at dinners. He's he's like a he's like an extension of Coach Carlisle's staff. You know, he understands what coach is looking for, not only with the team but with each individual player. And you know, there's times where, as you a know, front office, we'll talk to James about, hey, you know, we really need, you know, to get this message across to this player or. Can you help with this? And James is already like, I've already done that. I, I know what you're saying. I, I see it, too. I've already worked on that. I mean, he, he's thinking from a perspective of how I impact this team without ever stepping foot on the court, and he's embraced that. And tremendous, tremendous uh, guy to have in your team. And this team has really follows his lead in a lot of ways. And it's made me and I think Kevin and Kelly and Ted and all of us appreciate the impact of a guy who never really contributes on the court of what that can do to your team when they have the right mindset like James has. So he's been phenomenal for us, both last year and this year.
0: Yeah, until recently, Chad, the playing time has certainly escalated for Ben. And, you know, Jairus is still obviously he has, but he hasn't. How do you look at the uh, the rookies, the first-round picks, and what they have done to this point in the season from what you've seen?
1: Yeah, it's really dangerous to evaluate a guy too early, uh, especially when they're as young as Jairus, for example. Um, obviously you got you got players in front of him that are playing well that you know as a coach you're going you're not going to disrupt the rotation just to disrupt it. Um, you know and, and Jairus has got to kind of go through the, the groin pains His, every player's journey is different you know how you get to where you're at Pascal' is a great example Pascal a lot of time his first two years in the NBA playing in the G League. And we've had Pascal talk to, to Jairus about his journey. And um, I think Jairus is, in, you know, understanding like, hey, this is, this is a business. And I've got to focus on my development and do what's best, you know, to help me be in position to play long-term. And maybe a little short-term, you know, adversity and struggles is part of my journey. And I've got to embrace that. Uh, but his time playing with the Mad Ants, he's had some spectacular games for us. Uh, he's shooting the ball much better than I think any of us anticipated when we drafted him. It's been a major strength of his game for us so far, and with that component you know, being what it is, we, we see more versatility in him maybe playing some four, playing some three, um, which you know only adds his, his value to us long-term and still very, very hopeful about his future, and Ben Shepard, obviously you see what he does on the floor. He's, he's just a uh, a bundle of energy every second he's out there, um, and he you know he's, he provides you know a spark for us. on a night like yesterday, when uh, it's just not a lot of energy on the court, he's coming out there and he injects a little life into your team. So, um, encouraged about both those guys. Obviously, they're going through some growing pains as young players, like they all do. But still encouraged by both of those, and excited about their long-term future with us. Hey,
0: Chad, a couple more things before I let you go. The Pacers general manager on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Did you have to feel? fairly if not close to completely confident that Siakam would return would be here long term for you guys to finally pull the trigger on that deal
1: I mean yeah we we made a trade for a upcoming free agent you got to you know have some optimism that you're going to be able to be a long-term relationship and I think you know when we looked at his game and his fit with us and um, you know since he's been here I think he's been very very happy and uh, it's been what he had hoped it would be, and I think he's been what we hoped he would be, and it feels like a, a natural partnership. So um, nothing's ever 100% certain, obviously, but um, I don't think we would have made a trade with the intention of playing a guy for 40 games and um, you know not trying to bring him back for a long-term uh, relationship.
0: Hey, Chris Denary's listening to us right now. Were you aware of this?
1: <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> CDs everywhere.
0: He is everywhere, no doubt about it. Hey, by the way, too, I want to go back to the the Obi Toppin thing. Uh, and my mom's 79 and, and watches every game from Greene County and says, uh, I'm supposed to tell you that she she's going to be really mad if you trade Obi Toppin." all right? So do not trade Obi Tappan. I said, well, it's Toppin, but yes, I'll tell him. So I wanted to make my, sure you are aware of this. My she likes
1: seven-year-old it. son would be in the same boat as her, so.
0: <laughs> she loves Obi and you know what and it's it's beyond his play on the floor I, I mentioned joyful a little bit earlier he's at the top of that list of of being joyful and you know I watched a lot of those Knicks games last year and it, it did not translate to the level in which we see
1: him here yeah he he has been uh um, joyful as, an, as another way to describe him is exactly right he, he's really taken advantage of an opportunity the way he likes to play you know his strengths really fit our system and that's what we kind of hoped would happen and it's played out that way obviously now you got Pascal coming in and you know supplanting him from the starting lineup and he's embraced it you know he's comes in here with a great attitude every day uh easy smile easy laugh you know just loves being around our team and um he's just one of the many guys who brings the the joyful you know trait to this group and I'm um, really happy to see him have a success because, no, he was he, he was struggling, you know, at the end of his time there in New York. And um, obviously they had a great team and it just wasn't maybe the right fit at the right moment for him. And uh, this feels like a, a really good fit for him here with us.
0: Hey, before I let you go too, Daenerys says that they just gave a boarding call, whereas Jeremiah Johnson said, yeah, let's just go ahead and go. And if you can, not here leave him. So, I'll, I'll just
1: hop in my car. I'll, I'll meet them in Boston. I'll drive
0: there today. <laughs> hey, man, I always like talking to you. I do. Hey, if you guys got any pickup games ever going on up in Westfield, I'm going to be upset if I don't ever get an invitation. I,
1: I'm, I, not, I'm, I'm trying not to rupture my Achilles or anything oh. like that. If I get a tea time this summer, I'll have you join me for some golf. Squirt some
0: biofreeze on whatever area pains you and let's go. All right, let's do it. <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't want to get lit up by you either, so. Well,
0: you're not going to get lit up by me, <laughs> So, but you're going to have some fun. I thought maybe you're up there in that whole Westfield scene up there and playing pickup games. You're not?
1: Five you o'clock know, in the morning? All I, I I work out my oldest son every now and then. I get my butt kicked by him, so I've kind of retired a little bit from the five-on-five. Five. He's a player, from what they say player. He's had a good senior year. Hopefully, uh, you know, Westfield's had a good year. Hopefully, it out (laughs) on a good note for him. Hey, one of these days,
0: too, if you guys still have a copy of that uh, offer sheet of a couple of summers ago, I'd love to put that in a frame on my wall. You guys still got a copy of that somewhere?
1: (laughs) It's around here somewhere. I can (laughs) dig that up. That'd be
0: awesome. I'd love to frame that up on the wall, please. (laughs) And by the way, hey, thanks for the jersey, man. That was awesome. And I I understand that you get it. And uh, that was really awesome. Thanks for playing along with it.
1: You bet, man. I appreciate all your support, and I know you love the game of basketball love as much it. as we do, so I uh, appreciate it all. You got it. Chad, safe travels, man.
0: Thanks, John. Chad Buchanan, Pacers General Manager. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.